Good evening, friend. It's Old Hat. Winding down a little early today, and you may hear why in the background, because this is a pretty good microphone, and we got some thunderstorms going around here today. So, didn't spend very much time in the garden long enough to get tired. Took a nap today. Don't usually do that. Did today. But, uh, so I have a little extra time, and if you don't mind the thunder or the sound of the rain in the background, I thought... I would read you a very long kind of story. I told you that I had bought books, my first books in fourth grade, and one of them was about one of my favorite guys from history, and I thought I might read you that whole story because I like it, and maybe you'll like it. It's about Daniel Boone, and the first chapter is called Daniel's Indian Friend. Daniel Boone was a boy who lived on the edge of the deep woods in Pennsylvania, at that time, this country still belonged to England. Friendly Indians often came out of the woods to visit the white men. Daniel liked the Indians. He liked them so well that he wished he could live with them. One day he was taking care of his father's cattle. The pasture was several miles from the settlement. Although Daniel was a ten-year-old boy, he sometimes became lonely by himself. Today he lay on the hillside and sang aloud. He wanted to hear a voice, even if it was only his own. There was a low laugh behind him. Daniel sprang to his feet. A tall, slim Indian boy stood a few feet away. The white boy liked him at once. I sing too, the young Indian said. He threw back his head and sang. Daniel could not understand a word. I sing to the sun and the wind and the rain, the boy explained. I like your Indian song, Daniel said, but I'm glad you speak English. The boy patted the bow that hung over his right shoulder. You like this? The bow was strong and shining. Daniel ran a finger along the smooth wood. I like it very much, he said. The other boy took an arrow and placed it on the bowstring. He pulled back the bow. The arrow flew away. You get, the Indian said. Daniel ran after the arrow. He picked it up and looked back. The Indian boy was right beside him. He took the arrow from Daniel. Again he shot it. Again the, boy white, the white boy ran after it. The young Indian ran beside him. He shook his head when Daniel handed him the arrow. He handed Daniel the bow. Shoot, he said. Daniel took the bow in his hands. He pulled it back and let the arrow fly. By now, Daniel had forgotten the cattle. He had forgotten everything but the wonderful bow, his new friend, and the wide, wild woods. After a while, the boys came to a high hill. At the bottom was an Indian village. The brown-skinned boy took Daniel by the hand and ran toward the settlement. Several dogs barked at them. Some women were hoeing the gardens. They hardly looked up as the boys passed. An old woman was stirring something in an iron pot over a fire. It smelled good. Daniel remembered that he had eaten nothing since breakfast. His friend, his friend stopped and pointed to Daniel and himself. The old woman nodded. With a sharp stick, she lifted a piece of meat from the pot. The Indian boy took a broad leaf from a nearby bush. The woman dropped the hot meat on it. Now Daniel knew what to do. He too found a leaf. The woman gave him some meat. Soon the hungry boys had finished their lunch. That afternoon they swam in the clear, broad river. Then they lay on the bank in the sunshine. Daniel had never been so happy. However, he knew he must soon go home. His mother would worry if he did not return before dark. I must go now. I must drive the cows home, he told his Indian friend. The boy frowned. Women's work, he told Daniel. Daniel laughed. It may be for the Indians, but it's not at the Boone's house. I think I'd like being an Indian. An Indian boy has more fun than a white boy. 
There is much for an Indian to learn, the other told him. We must learn to hunt, track animals, fish, and find our way in the wilderness. Those things are not work. They're fun, Daniel told him. I wish I were an Indian. I believe I'd make a better Indian than a white boy. When Daniel reached home at last, his mother scolded him. You should not have gone off with that Indian boy. You can't trust the Indians, she told her son. He was a good boy. I liked him, Daniel said. His mother shook her head. Indians are not like us. We think differently from them. Daniel said nothing, but he thought his mother was mistaken. I believe I can think like an Indian, he said to himself. Except for color, I'm more like an Indian than a white boy. Chapter 2. Moving on. Several years went by. Then Father Boone called the family together. Pack your things, he told them. We're leaving here. Boones never stay long in one place. Besides, our farmland is worn out. We can buy rich land cheap to the southwest of here. We will settle there. Sixteen-year-old Daniel was happy. I'm glad we're going, he said. I feel crowded here. There are too many houses and too many people, and the game is getting scarce. Father Boone made ready for the journey. He got out the big wagon and hitched two horses to it. Mother Boone packed clothes, quilts, dishes, pots, pans, and kettles. She would fix food for the family along the way. Daniel tied a cow behind the wagon. The family said goodbye to the neighbors and to their old home and started. Mother, the girls, and the little children rode in the wagon. Father and the boys took turns riding on the horses. Sometimes all of the boons walked so that the horses could rest. Father and the boys had guns to kill birds and small animals for their food along the way. The boons traveled across Pennsylvania. On and on they went toward the new country. Daniel caught many rabbits, which his mother stewed. Once he shot a small black bear. Another time he killed a deer. This gave the boons food for several days. At last, the family came to the rolling green Yadkin Valley in North Carolina. There were a few houses there already, but it was much wilder than in Pennsylvania. Father Boone said, this is good farming land. We will stop here. Daniel looked all about him. There was level land close by. There were woods not far away, and there were mountains in the west. Daniel knew the hunting would be good. I like this place, he said. There's plenty of room here. Father Boone and the boys jumped off the horses. Mother Boone and the girls climbed down from the wagon. They fed the horses and the cow. They made a campfire. Father and the boys cut down trees and started to build a log house. Soon the Boones had a new home in a new land. The years went by. Daniel grew taller. His shoulders became wider. He was fair-haired and blue-eyed, lean and rugged. He hunted in the woods of the Yadkin Valley. He often brought home deer and bear. The Boone's neighbors said that Daniel was the best shot for miles around. Daniel Boone had grown up. Chapter 3, A Knock at the Door When Daniel Boone was a young man, there was war between England and France. England sent troops to fight against the French in America. The French claimed the land west of the mountains. The English claimed the same land. The Indians sided with the French. Daniel Boone drove a supply wagon for the English and the Americans. He made friends with another young wagoner named John Finley. Finley had been to the land southwest of the mountains. Each night he and Boone sat by the campfire and talked. I've been deep in the wilderness they call Kentucky, Finley told Boone. It's a wonderful place. The forests go on and on and on. There are thousands of buffalo in Kentucky. There are deer, bear, and small animals, too. It's a great land for hunters. I want to go there, Daniel said. 
They're Indians in the wilderness, Finley told Daniel. They live to the north of Kentucky and to the south of Kentucky. They call the land their hunting ground. They do not like the white men to go there. There should be room enough for both Indians and white men, Daniel replied. He thought for a while. Someday I'm going to Kentucky. When Daniel went back home to the Yadkin Valley, he married a tall, dark-haired girl named Rebecca Bryan. Sometimes he liked to tease her. One summer day before they married, he was sitting beside her under a big tree. Suddenly, he took his broad-bladed knife and cut a long slit in her fresh white apron. Why did you do that, Daniel? she asked mildly. His blue eyes twinkled. I guess I wanted to see if you had a temper, he said. Because she wasn't angry, Daniel felt that she would make him a good wife. Life in the wilderness was often difficult and dangerous. He wanted a wife who did not come, become upset easily. They were married, and soon the first of their many children arrived. Daniel loved his children. As soon as his son James was old enough, he taught him to hunt. In the spring and summer, Daniel would farm. In the autumn, he hunted, and in the winter, he trapped. He made long trips in the forest and brought home food for his family and valuable furs and deerskins. Many of these he sold. He enjoyed exploring as much as he enjoyed hunting. Once he even went as far south as Florida with the ideal of settling there, but he was disappointed in the land. He longed to explore Kentucky, but did not want to go alone. One day, the Boone family heard a knock at the door. It was Boone's old friend, John Finley. Let's go to Kentucky, Daniel, he said. Let's, Daniel agreed. I think about it all the time. You know how much I love the wilderness. That's the one place I really feel at home. Was this chapter four, I think, on to Kentucky. Early in 1769, Daniel Boone, John Finley, and four other strong men started for Kentucky. One of the men was Daniel's brother-in-law. They took their guns. They carried animal traps, too. They planned to bring back skins and furs to sell. The hunters rode their horses across the mountains. Soon they came to Cumberland Gap, a narrow mountain valley which led into Kentucky. The Indians used the gap also, but the white men did not see any of them at this time. It was weeks before they saw a single Indian, but they did see rich green meadows which stretched ahead for miles. Silver rivers wound like ribbons through them. In some places there were low rolling hills and in others great towering mountains. The woods were thick and still. The sunlight made dancing patterns on the pine needles. Kentucky was as beautiful as John Finley had said. Everywhere they went, the men found lots of game. There were deer and buffalo. There were fur-bearing animals such as mink and otter and beaver. There were many different kinds of birds. When the men went hunting, they separated into pairs. One winter day, Boone and his brother-in-law were captured by Indians. The Indians did not want to harm them, but they took all the white men's deerskins. Get out of Kentucky and stay out, the Indians told them. Daniel Boone did not scare easily. He and his brother-in-law did not want to leave Kentucky, but the other four were afraid. They returned to the settlements. Boone never saw Finley again, but Boone was soon joined by his brother, Squire, and a friend named Alexander Neely. Squire had promised to harvest the crops back home and then join them in late autumn with fresh horses, traps, and gunpowder. Skilled woodsmen that they were, the brothers somehow found each other in the wilderness. While they were hunting, the men separated again. They met every two weeks. One week, Boone's brother-in-law did not return to camp. He never did come back. Five years later, a skeleton with a powder horn beside it was found in a hollow tree. Perhaps he was wounded by an Indian. No one really knows what happened to him. 
Neely was scared. He decided to go home alone. But Daniel and Squire stayed on all winter and spring. They hunted and trapped until they had a lot of skins. Then Squire went home to sell the skins and buy more gunpowder and traps. Daniel stayed on in the wilderness. He did not mind being alone. He was never afraid. With his trusty rifle tick licker over his shoulder, he explored much of Kentucky. He was happy because the wilderness was wide and he felt free. After a few months, Squire came back. Again, the brothers hunted together. At last, Daniel said to Squire, I'll go home with you this time. We have all the skins we can carry. When we sell them, we'll have plenty of money to take our, to our family, Squire said happily. It didn't happen that way, though. Indians attacked the brothers when they were nearly home and took the skins. The Boones were still poor men. But Daniel was happy. He was glad that he had roamed the wilderness for nearly two years. He was sorry he had lost the skins, but he was happy that he had seen Kentucky. Well, that's about half the book. I think that's enough for this evening. And I thought I'd end with uh, my favorite psalm from the Bible, Psalm 23. I have a lot of favorite songs, really, but this is probably the first one I ever memorized. Do you ever memorize stuff? This is a pretty good thing to remember. It's the 23rd Psalm, and it goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I hope you like that psalm. It always brings me comfort knowing that God is watching out for me like that, that he's going to take care of me and he's going to be with me no matter what and I don't have to fear any evil and that goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. I really like that. I hope you do too. I hope you sleep well. I hope you're tired. I hope you had a busy day like I did and I hope you that, uh, that it helps you sleep because the Bible also says that when you work hard, you sleep well. Sometimes that's true for me. I hope it is for you tonight. Uh, hope you uh, wake up in the morning and feel great. And I hope you sleep great tonight. Good night.